1: Hi there, hey there, and thank you for joining (laughs) us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us. You a You
0: asked how we should say hi, and I'd start doing it. In time I language. love that. You, you should
1: do it more
2: often.
0: Were you translating what she was saying, or were you saying something on your own? There? I was. It was at first. It, I was translating what she was saying at first, and then she paused, and then I went on my own. I love it. That's uh, what that's did you spectacular. Say? I said, Was thank it mean? you. F- no, I just said, thank you for coming to the podcast. Does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> Lindsay's here. I, what, uh,
1: <laughs> it's Tuesday. I'm concerned today, you guys. <laughs> Espo's trying to tell me over here on Twitter that he refuses to be the fixer of this group. I'm and done. Now, and now I have anxiety and it's what not cool and it's all Espo's the fault.
0: Show. What group? Our group. Are we broken?
1: From yesterday when we yelled at him for saying That's that he would like to not question. talk to us anymore.
0: Oh, I, I didn't even know he said that. Keep I didn't,
1: up. Uh, <laughs> you were. Yeah.
0: Like I wasn't even listening to it I, wasn't even listening to him. I mean we've gotten to the point now In a year of doing this show Where I've completely ignored everything Espo has to say I literally, oh, I'm uh, sorry.
1: literally I didn't know the that. clip That we put on Twitter
0: You literally were the first person to respond to
1: it hey, I, When Stop. I said it I don't know
0: what I do I just I hit the buttons and I hit send That's, uh, oh, that's what gosh. I
1: do Okay well hopefully you'll pay attention To today's show Hopefully We'll see. Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Because we got quite a packed show, you guys. I mean, I say that a lot, but this time I mean it for real. We've (laughs) got a whole bunch of stuff. First up, we're going to talk about the GM survey that came out today. The Suns did get a little bit of love in it, which was nice to see. Love that for us. And I think we should start with Devin Booker. Why not? Devin was voted the best shooting guard in the league with 45% of the votes. Now, last year, James Harden was atop this list. Chris Paul was voted third best point guard with 10% of the votes. Do you guys think this is a pretty deserved No, I think it's
0: spot on. I think it's spot on because, listen, Curry and and Steph, I mean, Curry, you could make the argument, could be one or two. Uh, just because of his shooting prowess. But, I mean, largely he's he's considered a one. And, uh, obviously, Devin Booker is basically a straight-up two. And so, yeah, I agree with this. And, and, listen, like, for all the Luka lovers out there, uh, suck it. <laughs>
2: I mean, <laughs> Devin Booker
0: is the best shooting guard in the NBA.
2: Suck it, Luca. I had, I had to do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I wish I would
0: have known you were going to do that. I wouldn't have said it's all right. What I said.
3: Yeah, you opened the door.
0: I feel you. like I, I kind of stole your lob.
2: You, you're the best
3: point guard. You lobbed it. I just sure. brought it home. So, Gerald? Luca's not a shooting guard anyway, so yeah. Okay,
1: I don't, we're going to get there. <laughs> we're going to get there. Hold on. <laughs> don't worry. We're going to get there. Excellent. But do you feel like Devin should be at the top of this list?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, he's... Kind of one of the rare guys at his position that can be classified as a shooting guard now because a lot of guys like James Harden they they play more as a point guard anyway um, you know DeMar DeRozan Bradley Beal they're not in that same echelon so yeah it was pretty obvious who should be the number one spot it's good they got this right um, pretty definitive. I mean, to your point, he's one of the the last true shooting guards
2: you know, left that we have. You know, not a not a combo. Although they did play point book a lot at times, but I mm. love I, I love that. Booker has his position. He does the job. He does it at an elite level, and the GMs recognize that. This should, it won't, but this should shut up the trolls and the talking heads because these are the guys that make the decisions on rosters. Mm. And they've said and voted that he's the best shooting guard in the league. I don't know why my shoes keep squeaking. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Anytime I move my foot at
3: all.
0: I didn't know what that was. Stop dragging your
3: feet. and, And we. We did get to ask Book about it at practice today and he was saying, you know, stuff like this, it's an honor, but he doesn't pay attention to it, especially because the NBA is increasingly becoming more and more positionless. So in his mind, he's, his dad instilled in him growing up, learn your, the plays from every position, not just your position. Um, so it is kind of ironic because he is one of the last more traditional two guards in the league, but even his playmaking, you could put him in a different category. So he. He's, you know he's like that's nice let's move on and you know oh, we got the well lakers wednesday that's his. Yeah. that's I mean, a normal well expected
2: should. answer yeah. from devin on right. that one right
1: um okay so you you alluded to it gerald with luca so i left luca or i left the small forward on this graphic here as well mm-hmm. because luca was voted top 3 as a point guard a shooting guard and a small forward in the nba mm-hmm. devin also said at practice today that this is kind of Like a hard thing to categorize because of the quote-unquote positionless basketball that we see more so today. Mm. But in something like this, do you guys think they should try to at least put them in a particular category?
2: It's stupid on whoever gives the survey, conducts the survey, because... If you're, if you're just giving it as an open response, you're going to wind up with him finishing in the top three. You should just designate him uh, at, as a spot similar to what you have to do in, in all-star voting and say he's a forward or he's a shooting guard, whatever, and vote for him at said position. I think it's ridiculous that he can be top three in three positions.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I also like – listen, this is the way I kind of think about these things – when you have a starting five, okay, like last year the Mavs had a starting five, and Jalen Brunson was their point guard, okay, that means Luka's not the point guard. Like, he's just not. And I don't I don't believe he's a point guard because it, 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 the best player on your team is not designated to be the point guard, then he's not a point guard. He's a shooting guard or a small forward. I think he's a small forward because of his size, his height, um, everything that he can do. Like, is he a versatile Uh, you know playmaker obviously yes I mean that's undisputable but I don't think he's a point guard and it it, but again the positionless basketball argument right here is it's valid like when we get to the all-star break like I'd rather just the fans vote on the five best players as opposed to okay well these guards get in these forwards get in the center gets in like nobody gives a shit anymore about that like everybody plays like every position it feels like yeah, I I
3: feel like in height or in build he's more of a forward, but in in terms of what he does is as their lead facilitator, he's he is a point guard. Like, so I, it is weird that they let him you know be slotted in at three different positions. Um, but I don't know. That just speaks to kind of the positionless thing again. Do you think LeBron's a point guard? I mean, he's that's, a point forward. I yeah.
2: mean, that's the weird thing here. Like, you they I get that he's the distributor, but to Saul's point I mean, if you got a point guard
0: starting if, in the game how, like, how what's the difference between luca and lebron
3: luca and LeBron size and <laughs> team fit like it, it's I mean, dependent they both, by but, team but too. they're
0: both the facilitators on their teams right the primary facilitators on their team so if right. you're going to say lebron's a point forward then you have to say that luca is too just because of the size and the similarities between the two
2: look i i, I think you're right it in the end it really doesn't matter. Just get rid of the the position concept in any of this stuff and say, who are the five best guys, you know, in in the league or who are the five best guards, five best forwards, however you want to do it, if the game's gonna move positionless, stop asking questions about yeah. positions because yeah. it's stupid. Yeah.
1: Do you feel like though if you actually move to eliminating positions almost entirely, does that kind of just the game maybe too much I you're i mean you're gonna put the five guys out there uh, one
2: or two of which can be distributors like you're always gonna have people that have to do certain things in the game i think what it is is you're not gonna have the six foot two guy that can distribute as the point guard like we had these very structured conventions of what each of these positions were. And I think positionless basketball just means there can be a, a seven-foot guy that handles the ball and is your primary distributor, and that's okay. Like, right. I think that's more of what it means.
3: Right, and that I think that's, for me, the difference between Luka and LeBron is I consider Luka more of a point guard because he does handle the rock more than LeBron. He does facilitate a little bit more than LeBron. Um, LeBron is a point forward to me because they have – actual point guards like Jalen Brunson's out there, but he's only like under five assists. Like he's not, he's more of a shooting guard in terms of what he brings to the table. So, but again, this doesn't, it, it doesn't really, I don't care. Look, like, what just what, don't what care. this
2: says is the guys making the decisions, the one off one's offering contracts, making trades value Luca and Devin a lot. I mean, that's all that, yeah. that this really means in the
1: end. And we'll take that. Okay. Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul was also voted best leader with 34% of the votes. He was third best basketball IQ with 14% of the votes and third best passer with 10% of the votes. So a lot of nice love for Chris Paul here. Now, Gerald Espo, I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on this because Saul and I were able to have a conversation last week around the question, is Chris Paul washed?
0: Chris Paul's Mm -hmm. a better passer than Luca. i am just say that.
1: And Saul leaned a little bit more to the side of yes. I leaned a little bit more to the side of no. Obviously, GM still think he's got something left in the tank. Where do you guys kind of land on that question?
2: Well, look, I don't, I don't know if he's 100% physically washed or anything, but we're going to find out how good of a leader he is because this is, this is the most tumultuous season he's going to have to have dealt with here in Phoenix for a myriad of reasons. So if he's this ultimate leader he's going to have to fill fill the void and, and quell a lot of the noise that's going on around this team. If they go out and win another 60 games and he's that that leader on the court, I think it's undisputed that he's the best leader and one of the best leaders we've seen in the game. But there's a lot. We're going to find out about him this year, both from a leadership perspective and we're going to understand how, how he is physically. I mean, he dropped, uh, what was it, 12 assists the the other mm. night in 22 minutes. Uh I don't think he's he's done by any means.
3: But, yeah, of course he's going to take a step back this year. Yeah, washed is a strong word for me. I know there are concerns about the way he played in that Mavs series and moving forward. Like He'll be 38 by the time their next playoff series rolls around, so I get the concern over that. And he probably will take a step backward this year, but I do think a lot of that is... Because of role, I think what we saw in the first preseason preseason game, what we've heard at a training camp is like they're going to use him off the ball more. They're going to try to save him a little bit more. So come playoff time, he has that energy and isn't having to dribble the ball up the court every single play, zigzagging as guys hound him just to get across the half court line. So I think that'll help. I do think there's a difference between is he washed and will he hold up in a playoff series? And that's where I still have... Concerns, and I think it's okay to have those concerns, but is he washed? No, he was just named one of the 15 best players in the NBA last yeah. season on the all NBA team. Like, he's not washed. You're. I mean, you're 100% right on this. Young Chris
2: Paul struggled in the playoffs, had, got, had injuries, didn't didn't get his team to move forward. So if we're basing it just on his playoff performance, that
0: could just be Chris Paul. That may have nothing to do with his age. Listen, Manuel and Romero in the chat said it perfectly. He ain't washed, but the shower's <laughs> on and ready. Um my my thought on Chris Paul again for for those of you who weren't here last time, uh is is that like, you know, by every definition of being watched, no, he's not he's not watched. Obviously. Mm. But um obviously his percentages have gone down in that GM vote. So he's he's hedging towards the, the downside of things. Um his play last year in the playoffs, first round when we needed him the most. Fantastic. Second round, when we needed him the most, not so fantastic. Like, um, there was definitely some some signs. And whether you want to say it's COVID or a quad injury or whatever the case may be, as you get older, these things start to, to linger and they start to become more prevalent. And they aren't things that you can necessarily fight through anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it becomes a problem. And I think that's where Chris Paul is right now. I feel like his injuries um, are starting to linger a little longer than normal. And... We'll see what that means in the regular season. But again, nobody gives a shit about the regular season. It's about the playoffs. And when when I'm talking about Chris Paul, I am a million percent, I want to make this clear, I am a million percent talking playoffs and only playoffs because I don't give a shit about the regular season. (laughs) I know what I'm going to get from Chris Paul in the regular season. He's going to be one of the best and most efficient players in the league. I know that. Even at this age, even right now, I know what we're going to get. And even if he has a step back in minutes – He's still going to be as efficient as ever. I have no doubt about that. But, again, this ain't about the regular season. It's about the playoffs. And we just have to wait until we get to April to figure out what that's going to look like. I just love that even a
2: completely washed Chris Paul is still better than the point guard play we got for, like, five years here. You could have Mm -hmm. a 50-year-old Chris Paul. He'd still be better than (laughs) half those guys we rolled out. True.
0: Yeah.
1: We got a super chat from Psycho Blue. Thank you for your super chat. Said, Saul, I'll have you know... I'm a 13 time all pro armchair quarterback. <laughs> don't tell me how to tell people how to do something I've never done before. Also, I'm not worried about Sunday preseason experimenting. <laughs> I'm confused. Why are you mad at Saul? Did I miss it? Did I miss
2: something? <laughs> nah, it's always a good direction to go.
0: <laughs> we made 10 bucks out of it, Saul. It's all right. <laughs> I don't even know what that's about. <laughs>
1: but that's what I'm so good. Co- I thought it was hilarious, but I'm a little bit confused if I miss something.
0: Whatever it is, Cycle Blue, you're wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit of defense. Mikkel Bridges did get some love here. He was voted fourth with 7% of the votes for best perimeter defender in the league. He received votes for most versatile defender in the NBA, but he did not receive any votes for best defensive player in the NBA. Thoughts on this one?
0: I agree with this. I agree with this. like... I, listen, I know Mikael Bridges is well loved here. He's he's got a great personality. He plays hard on the defensive end. Um, he he can lock up certain guys in the league, but I think we saw that he does have some some weaknesses to his game last year. That's why he put on some size this year. He's tired of getting bodied down low. Uh, I'm sure that Luca experience was something that he was not looking forward to this season in game one. So um, he and when you're looking at somebody like Giannis. Or you're looking at you know the the other different like Marcus Smart, the the thing that Marcus Smart does that Mar uh, that Mikhail doesn't do quite yet is he gets other people's skin, so it's as much mental as it is physical in terms of his defensive play. Um, and then Giannis is just a freak. No, it, we're not even going to compare anybody else to Giannis because he's just a freaky freaky athlete unlike anything we've ever seen in the NBA. So I agree with this. Go ahead, Despo. I'm just. I'm <laughs> gonna say.
2: You know, I loved it when they they voted Devin best shooting guard. I give a crap here. The most important vote is defensive player of the year at the end of the year, and McHale finished second last year in that vote. So I
3: don't know. I thought that it was a weird because Marcus Smart was missing from another list. I forget which one, but one of those defensive lists. He he was the reigning defensive player of the year, and he wasn't listed on there. And then McHale didn't get a single vote for best defensive player in the NBA and Andrew Wiggins did. I think like, that was the, the biggest fuck? thing
1: that everyone was pointing to yeah. is how how are you going to put a vote? Even if it's one singular GM, how is there going to be a vote for Andrew Wiggins and not a single vote for Mikhail Bridges?
2: I didn't read. Could you not vote for your own player? I don't know. I mean, if, it, if that could
3: be the Probably. answer, but like I, I don't. I don't think they would allow you to vote for your own player. That would kind of defeat the whole purpose. (laughs) Who knows?
2: I don't know. This is a rant. They randomly survey the GMs. I mean, there's there's a good chance that assistant GMs are filling this out or uh, and stuff. But uh, whatever. I mean, it'll be proven out on the court. And I think. You know, Giannis is a better defender if you're putting it in a vacuum, and he's a better athlete and all those things. So, uh,
0: I, listen, like Wiggins absolutely balled out in the playoffs, cool, but that doesn't mean that he was—he's a top tier defender in right. in relation to Mikhail Bridges. And yeah, Musab, yeah, Wiggins shut down Tatum. You know what? Tatum also did his best Ben Simmons impersonation in the <laughs> yeah. finals by disappearing at times when he just. He absolutely shouldn't have. So it's it's not all that simple, just put into a hole. <laughs> Someone
3: said Tatum texting Kobe shut down Tatum. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was man. such
1: an awkward moment. I'm not going to yeah, lie.
2: That, that was, was very awkward. Yeah, we, but everybody loved that and hated when Book referenced Kobe, so whatever. Oh, yeah,
1: well, yeah it's because it's Devin Booker. Yeah, we can't I love anything that <laughs> that man does.
2: Yeah. Well, we can nobody else can.
1: Mikhail also received votes for the question which player is the best at moving without the ball.
3: As did Luca, which is ridiculous. <laughs> he doesn't move how without would they the know ball. Right. He always has the ball.
0: <laughs> Again, the, the the Luca love is ridiculous. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I hate it. I hate it. Do you think so there's like a
1: time like at what point in time does Luca or why hasn't Luca gotten what Book got before the Suns actually had substantial players around him? Because his, what's the difference? Because they
3: his teams best. saw more success at an earlier stage, and because he was putting up prodigy numbers
0: from an earlier stage. Well, like yeah, I mean, from day one, Luca has been he's been uh, a top tier talent. Like, right.
2: I think some of it's international play though, too, because Sylvania had that. Uh, that dream run through Eurobasket 2, which gave ESPN, you know, a, a month of extra Luca love when there was no other basketball going on. Like, I, I think that's part of it. And Devin just, if you don't actually know him, he doesn't come off as likable. Mm. He doesn't have that that giant grinny smile. And the when he complains, it's not the wink, wink, I'm Tim Duncan. I'm kind of... What Like Luca does, it's, I'm angry and I'm coming out here to kick your ass.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's more than that, though. Like, listen, since, you know, w- when the NBA was kind of dead, the superstars brought it back to life because of what they brought to the tape, Magic Johnson and his flair and, you know, just the trash talk in the NBA at the moment and Michael Jordan and all these guys, right? The thing about, like, Luca is, is, like, he embraces that. He embraces either being the villain or the hero. And... It's, it sells tickets. Mm-hmm. Like when he shoots a three and he does this stupid little, you know, smirk or his tongue out or whatever, like you want to either punch him in the face or you're celebrating the hell out of that guy. Whereas Devin from time to time, he doesn't really do that as consistently as Luca does. Luca does it every damn game. Devin Booker would drop 40 on your head and not even, not blink an eye, not talk shit. He, not, he, won't, he won't have any emotion about it. And that'll be that. And I think that flair is what has already brought people and especially – places like ESPN and TNT, to the forefront for, for Luka. And I think that's that's as simple as that.
3: And I also think, the unfortunately, with a lot of people when it comes to media or even just fans, their pre-draft conceptions of a player or their conceptions of them at an early age, they will stick with those. And if a player like Devin Booker becomes more than what people expected,
0: they still hold on they'll,
3: they'll still try to keep them down just so they can stay right. With Luka, there were a lot of people that expected him to be good And now that he's even better, they can point to him and be like, see, look what he's doing. Like, I was right about this guy. People are so set in their opinions when it comes to evaluating NBA basketball players that when a guy breaks free of that expectation, sometimes people have a hard time adjusting or admitting that they were just wrong. Like, I I do think that's part of it in this comparison here. I could,
2: I definitely could see that. Look, we're going to constantly
3: see this. Like,
2: it's just going to be... Luca is going to be more popular than Devin. Which know?
1: is fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. My problem is just like if you're going to rip on one guy for something that's out of his control, why wouldn't you rip on another guy for the exact same situation? Is there a time limit of if Luca doesn't win something in the near future, are people going to start changing their tune? Oh, yeah. Or yeah, is it always yeah. going to be the blame of somebody
0: no, else? It, they'll, they'll forever do that. I mean, look what yeah. happened to Charles. You know, Charles was beloved. And then missed out on the finals, didn't get the ring, and then you know a couple years later jumped ship to the Rockets, and now he's widely considered one of the one of the best players to never win a championship. And people teased him for it for years. They like still they still yeah. do. You know, like if Luca doesn't win a ring, he's going to be a fraud. He's going to be a fraud in a lot of people's eyes. Like you need that ring to solidify what you're doing, and that's why you know that's why I never I never buy the argument from people is like well why'd you jump ship KD from OKC to Golden State? Um, well, KD's like, because I didn't want that slander. Mm-hmm. Like like that's too many voters and too many writers and too many people in the media have that slant on players. And if they didn't win a ring, then they're second tier. And that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Like Charles Barkley's one of the best players of all time, but he never gets that love. Why? Because he didn't win a ring. Right. And it's that simple. And KD
3: saw the writing on the wall with James Harden leaving with Russell Westbrook, eventually going to become what he became like that. We've talked about this before. We find something with every NBA superstar to nag on. Like we did it with Giannis until he won a ring like, oh, is Giannis overrated? Oh, he's not skilled. All this shit. We're doing it now with Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. Like, oh, can you win with a center being your best player? All that shit. Instead of just appreciating talent, we got to find one thing to bag on with these guys. We're going to do the same thing with Luca. It's a cycle with any great player until they win a championship, and then it's like, wow, we can celebrate everything about them now. It's well, it's kind of annoying.
2: That was like Dirk. He all of a sudden mm-hmm. they won the title, and is he the one of the best power forwards ever? Is he the best? Like right that like that has been one of the best. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's inevitable. But I will I will stand on this corner forever the way he devin got 70 he, will eternally yeah. rub people the wrong way mm-hmm. and then I, you know I I just that's that's always going to be at the forefront for me with it people just didn't like that didn't like the way that they held the 70 sheet of paper up and thought oh this guy's hot dogging on a team that lost that game and is going to win you know no more than 25 games in a season Mm -hmm. that's that's where it stems from
1: but it's okay when your coach tells you to celebrate the little wins then we're going to talk Positively about coaches who say that when players I'm not gonna I digress back to the GM survey next up coaching (laughs) surprise surprise Monty Williams tied for third as best head coach with Greg Popovich with 7% of the votes and he was second in. Which head coach is the best manager slash motivator of people with 28% of the vote?
2: <laughs> We're going to get to something later that I think it discredits some of this. Well, vote. one of these I things would, is I not would, like
0: the other one in that first group.
1: Do you think ha- this ha- these votes happen before all the... the... The
0: first group was what again? The first was group the... Was,
1: was best head coach.
0: Just best head just coach. Just best mm-hmm. head coach. Uh, and they have him at three. Tied with what? Pop. I, I just, I don't understand that at all like i don't think he's a top 3 coach in the nba um and i think he's had too many he's had so many opportunities uh to to prove that by making adjustments um in in pivotal playoff series that uh, that just haven't come to fruition and and like when you're talking about pop like tied with pop bro no get out of here there ain't a there's not a there's not a person out there in sunsville Sunsville, Orange, Planet Orange, whatever we the want to call it. The Valley. <laughs> that if Greg Popovich wanted to trade spots with Monty Williams, that they wouldn't be like, oh uh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, right now. Yeah. I I've, love Monty. I love Monty, but he's not
3: Pop. I'm I'm guessing that's probably because the Spurs, Pop probably gets knocked, unfortunately, because the Spurs are gonna be tanking and they're bad and they haven't been good the last couple of years, which isn't fair to him because a coach can only be as good as his players, but um yeah, I'm I'm somewhat surprised, but not entirely surprised he's there. I think we could debate like Tyrone Liu could be in that mix for sure. Um but I I I, I do think the coaching side of it we have to take into account all of the stuff that goes into it. Um what
0: it's a comedy uh, Eli said I went to pick up some OGs today and got kicked out when I asked for some uppers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I agree. I, I agree with Pop gets it gets knocked because of what the the performance is. But look, Monty a handful of years ago was looked at a guy who couldn't manage a team because of what happened in New Orleans, or excuse me, yeah, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And then you know he comes back, and it's easy to be high on guys when things are going good, right? You're you a magical finals run, you win sixty four this year is pivotal for both Monty and James Jones. We're going to know who they are and what they have at the head coach and GM position this year, because this is hard. This is where everything becomes more difficult and you're going to understand, is this a really great team with a great front office in that culture? Or is this just a good team that, that, you know, got lucky in some ways over the last two years. I think we will learn a lot about both of those individuals.
3: I don't, I don't know if I buy into that, though. I think you make a finals run, you win 64 games. That's not flukish, even if you come out with zero titles in that. I, I think I don't want to use this upcoming year as a referendum on what happened the last two years.
2: I think it's overall perspective, though. Are, are they are they great? Because everybody wants to act like they're, they're a great – he's a great GM in James Jones. Monty's a great coach, one of the best in the NBA – there's nothing wrong with being really good, and they may just be really good that happen to find themselves in in the situation where they could yeah. succeed the last two years. There's nothing wrong with that, but we have to separate great from really good at some point. Well,
3: but that's, and years
0: like this do that. That's also, my thing. Is there's like levels to this though.
3: I, if there, if the last, if the team of the last two years is only really good, then no team in Suns history has been great. No, nope. because that team was better. I disagree they with haven't. that. No I think team there's... in Suns
2: history has been great because when it push came to shove, they could not get it done. There's never been a great Suns head coach. There's never been a great Suns general manager because they fall oh, short of the ultimate. No, 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 I disagree, no, I, I disagree. I disagree been, with that Who's too.
3: been great? It you can't name, be a, name me bust the great approach because great great team, then what are we doing here? Like if it's just rings or bust and everything that falls short of a ring is irrelevant or it's not great or it's just really good, then like that deprives so much of the joy of just watching basketball yeah, in general like, I agree
0: I wouldn't be here if I no, thought yeah, but that like like, <laughs> like it's the same argument I just made about Charles Barkley. Like Charles Barkley is a great player. He didn't wing, win a ring that doesn't mean that he you know somehow his career is is a fraud. Like I don't believe that. Like I feel like it's the same thing. Like I Money can be a, a, a I think Monty's a, a very very good coach. I don't think he's great yet. But that's not based on championships and playoff performance, it's more, for me, it's player development and management that I feel like he's come short on. Like, how many times do we have to sit there and be like, we should probably play Aaron Holiday because you never know when you're going to need him, and he didn't touch him, didn't even play him, and then admitted that he should have played him a lot more, and then in the playoffs when he needed him the most, he didn't want to go to the bench, and he didn't develop guys. He From year one, when I kept saying, like, fuck, you got to start trying to implement DA a little bit more in this offense and try to to empower him to do more things offensively otherwise it's going to come back to haunt you in the playoffs. And then what happened? They they got to the playoffs, they didn't have a third option because nobody knew what the fuck they were doing out there because book and CP3 were getting shut down like those are the things that I kind of refer to in terms of money that I think he can correct and make himself one of the greats, but he's just not there right now. I think Cotton Fitzsimmons was one of the great coaches of all time. And I think you, if you talk to Eddie Johnson, he would tell you the same thing. Like, I, and, and, and Paul Westfall, I don't think he was a great coach, but Jerry Colangelo put that whole team together. I think he's clearly one of the greatest, you know, owner CEOs of all time as well. I look at,
2: I agree with you on the Charles Barkley and the player side. I look at that different than I look at coaches and GMs. GM is there to put together a roster to win a title, right? And if you don't get there, that's your job. That's the job description is do that. That's why GMs get run out of town. On the regular, a lot more than star players. Coaches the same way. I, and I agree, Cotton Fitzsimmons, his body of work, multiple franchises, what he was able to do, and the am- amount of wins he amassed. Okay, that's a great coach. But I I want to see James Jones and Monty Williams
0: finish the job. But 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 okay, so Espa, like I, I hear what you're saying, but I really do. But at the same time, like look at Sean Marks, right? <laughs> On paper, he put together as good a team as you could hope for in the NBA, right? Yeah. And the players and the coach couldn't get it done. Like, okay, so now you got to try and move the coach out and go, try to move this player or whatever. Like, like sometimes it's not just about like what the GM is doing. It's also like sometimes you just don't know what kind of chemistry players have. Like, I don't think that the Warriors are are miles ahead of any other team in the no. NBA. Chemistry-wise, they are, and that's also a product of the coach and the system that they're in that they have incorporated, and so it all works together and it all flows. I think uh, uh, James Jones has tried to mirror that as best he can. I think he's doing a good job of that. There's just a, a few tweaks, and I think a few tweaks is what separates the cream from the crop. And that's what I'm saying. That's my whole point. And look,
2: it's on the general manager to understand what's the chemistry. How does this work? On paper, it looks great. In practice, does it? If it doesn't, how do I fix that? Like that, the buck stops with the general manager in terms of yeah, that. Yeah, but you stuff.
0: don't know what Kyrie's all about until Kyrie gets into oh, a situation. You like know that. what Kyrie's all about. Go ask Cleveland.
2: Go ask Boston. You knew what you were getting into a championship when you acquired Cleveland. Okay, because he was with LeBron and it worked for that time, right? But you understand who Kyrie Irving is based on things. Sean Marks took a calculated gamble; it blew
3: up in his freaking face. Yeah, but I I think that there's more to it than just whether you win a championship or not. Like Rob Palinka is not a good GM. Like the Lakers fell ass backwards into Anthony Davis and a title. That's not and had a like good a four GM month GM break. Or a great GM. It had a
0: four month break before they even like, got to the bubble, so they could all recover. That's be lucky, and be, you live like, in L.A. I,
2: I am not saying that if you automatically win a title, you're a great GM. Mm. I'm saying that's part of it. And to be in the great area, you have to get the job done and you have to have sustained success. Rob Palinka was a guy that was a a stooge for LeBron James to get done what he wanted. Brian
0: Catano is... (laughs) <laughs> this is a good comment. I'm not going to lie. Espo is just possessed by the ghost of the 90s Bulls front office. Organizations win championships, not players. No. <laughs> Obviously, the players do it, but you gotta, well you got to piece the puzzle together, and right. that's
2: the general manager's job. No. And, and I, I, I
1: love that we're arguing the difference
2: look, between great and really good right now. I think, well, <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I think that's where
1: this all went downhill really fast is because you can be a great team, but Espo, it sounds like you don't want to call anybody great until they win a championship but then you guys are like no great means something completely different in my mind because i think that's the this all kind of went because
0: we've been at 50 plus years of never winning a title at some point you got to realize that greatness can exist without winning a title you know who says that Losers who never won a title.
3: But then what are we doing here? Because we've been here for... We've been... That's this what franchise. you're doing! You're hoping they the, win a title! Yeah, of course that's you are. That's the only reason but, we come back! But Espo, that doesn't mean they're going to fucking win a title <laughs> just because it's been 50 years without winning one. No, like, what are we but doing?
1: If that's not the
0: standard, then why are we bothered? Yes, it is the standard, but it's not the
1: standard. in the comments said, great teams don't win championships all the time. You right. can still enjoy the ride. I you can did. still understand and be able to enjoy did great I not? enjoy the, the ride last year? I know you Was can. I not the dude
2: that was, like, all in on it? Yeah, of I, course. You can enjoy the ride, but in retrospect, you can say that they don't go into that Pantheon. They're still a great team. They're just not a legendary all-time Hall okay, of Fame, so like, champion team. I think that's team. the difference here. You're... Your standard legendary is what I'm saying is great. My my really good is what you're saying is you know is great. Like I just I, we're arguing, we're splitting hairs here <laughs> you know, but,
0: for well, no reason. But because I could sit here and make the argument that like the Miami Heat, right, when they got to the bubble and they played the Lakers in the finals, that was not a great team. Like there was nothing special about that team. They weren't they weren't phenomenal. But it, had they fucked around and won that championship, I would still feel that way. Because sometimes teams just get lucky and they get hot at the right time. That doesn't mean that they're a a great team. Like the 64 wins, as much as I bagged on the fact that the regular season doesn't mean shit and it still doesn't. Um, Like 64 wins still shows you that they have a level of, 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 of good play and great play that had, that was long lasting more than a flash in the pan in a, in a two or three months span. What like, is this
2: bullshit? You just said 64 wins
0: means nothing, but it proves they're great. I, I put on the chaps and ride the fence. The consistency, <laughs> the consistency, the consistency. The consistency is what makes the great players great. Like, you can be good for, like, one year. Cool. The, look at the Bucks. The Bucks have the maybe one of the best players of all time on their team. Does that mean their team is great? Or does no. that just mean that he's great? It means he's great and
2: that their GM, for one year, put together the right mix of players and chemistry to get them over the top. Oh,
1: man. All right, we're going to put a pause on this <laughs> because we're going to have to start cutting things out of today's show. Because we have gone off the rails, so while you guys compose yourself, let me tell you about this really cool thing that ASU Hockey and Four Peaks and PHNX are doing. So, ASU Hockey's home opener, the first game at Mullet Arena, is right around the corner, and you can join our PHNX Sun Devils crew for our first official PHNX Sun Devils takeover at Four Peaks on Friday, October 14th. Mm,
0: so, No, you can't. The only way you can is if you're a member.
1: Well, I'm working Mm. on getting there.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Barry in the lead.
1: PHNX members can purchase your takeover tickets today, which gets you a ticket to the game, two, four peaks, beers, free food, giveaways, tailgate games, and more purchase. Um, through the link in our members-only Discord. And if you are not a member, become a member today so that you can get access to that Discord. You can get access to all the sweet, sweet content over at gophnx.com, and you can get access to purchase your tickets to this takeover. Just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks beer, and we ask you to enjoy responsibly. But... Anybody can join us for the takeover if you're a member.
2: Let let me make this very clear. I'm not fixing this problem after the show. I just want you to circle all the way back. Oh,
1: really? Also, Eli has said this comment twice in the chat now. Um, Those four peak style fries are goaded, and he gave you a shout-out, Saul, for putting him on that. So if you guys haven't tried it, definitely try those four peaks, um, fries also game time. If you guys are looking for tickets, whether it's to sporting events or concerts or anything of that sort, Highly recommend you guys check out game time and use the link in our description to check them out because you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. It's great for procrastinators out there just like me. I think what we had, we saw tickets on Sunday's preseason game for as low as a single dollar. A dollar.
2: I think there's $4 tickets for the Kings game last time I checked. Like Next you guys,
1: game. you can't get any better than using game time to buy your tickets and use the link again that's in our description to buy them because it's the best way to support us and you know that we appreciate your support. We put the link in the comments too for everyone here on YouTube watching live with us. Okay.
2: Lindsay, you have any downers for me?
1: you're so funny <laughs>
2: Esmo. I stole that from the chat anyways but hello thank you for the joke
1: so funny okay let's get into other things that we can argue about this one I think we'll, I don't I think we're all gonna be on the same t- same page with this one but
0: we did get an update
1: we got an update you guys on Devin Booker's Instagram post from yesterday mm-hmm. yes the exact type of journalism God. that you come here for
0: update let's play the video so saw- LeBron, it, I think that sort of speaks to how you felt about it. But I'll ask no, you. man, this. it's just one of the interviews that sticks in my head. I remember watching it live, man. And you know, it just comes with it, man. A lot, a lot of criticism comes with, you know, playing sport or being on TV. And, you know, it's just a perspective thing. Everybody take a look in the mirror, and you know, nobody's perfect. Um, and that's just how I felt at the time. But
2: that was that in reaction to the game, or reacting to what was said about it no, It's, more of, a, it's the game.
0: more of a life statement, okay? You know, um, and people might take it. You know, I remember when he when he first said it, people didn't take it well. So and I knew I knew what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. You got
3: better. I love that he just had that grin on his face, like I knew people were gonna take this bad, but I fucking did it anyway. Like I I appreciate that he said it's more of a life statement than just about the preseason game. Like, I'm s- I'm sick of people being able to say whatever they want to me on social media. Now it's my turn to say what I thought. So I'm I'm cool with it. M- Michael Jordan
2: had the F
3: them kids. Uh, <laughs> book has F them people. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you
2: all. <laughs> this is where he's at.
1: I just think it's really funny that we've gotten to the point where these are the type of things that are being asked in these sort of settings. It's mm-hmm. hilarious to me. But... There you go. That's your update on the whole chaos that Devin Booker's Instagram story caused on social media yesterday. On a not-so-fun note, maybe this one will make us argue more. We also <laughs> got an update on the Monty DA situation. Side note, before we play this video, Gerald, and, or anybody here at PHNX, was not the one who asked <laughs> the question, okay?
0: Okay. Yeah. I coach DeAndre every day in practice, and I've already said this. I'm not going to keep talking about every time I sit down and talk with somebody. I'm not going to address it or, or you know, make a, a statement about it. I coach him hard every day in practice. You see he's here getting his work in. Like That's what we expect of our guys. And talking about whether or not I talk to a guy I think is kind of senseless. Well, sit down, just air, air some things out. We don't need to air anything out. That's, that's my point. I'm not going to keep addressing that. It's, it's like he's the player, I'm the coach, just like with Book and Chris and, and Kale. DA gets his work in every day. He's at 22 and 12 in 20 minutes. And those are the kinds of things that we expect from him. I don't need to sit down and talk to him. About him.
2: I, I like this. This mm-hmm. is... He's, he's got a job to do. I got a job to do. We're both going to do our jobs. We don't have to like each other. We just have to work well together. Yeah.
0: Know? I mean, I was talking to EJ the other day, and he was like, you think I liked every single coach I had in my career? No. No. Like, it just it happens. You're not going to like every single person you work with. You're not going to like every boss you've ever had. Uh, but, again, like, going back to it, communication still has to happen. So as long as they're still communicating about the things that need to be communicated about – then I'm cool, and I think everybody else is cool. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not expecting them to go out to dinner with each other. I'm not no. expecting them to, you know, go hang out on the be weekends besties. and watch football and be besties. No, but you know, as long as they can communicate in a professional manner with each other and, and grow from this experience, then, then, then everything is all good. Mm-hmm. There's a
2: difference between like and respect. As long as D.A. still has respect for Monty Williams as a coach, it does not matter whether he likes him. At all. That's the key to it. And 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 vice versa. As long as Monty respects DA, he does not have to like him.
3: And more importantly, like can we please finally fucking move on from this topic? Like, I understand that it's something that people have been asking about. I understand people have wanted an update on this front, but like there's a reason I did not ask this question. And a lot of the people that show up there every day did not ask this question. It's a tough question, and it's one that someone who doesn't come every day would probably ask, but Monty had said last time he was done talking about it. Now everyone hopefully will get the message and we can stop asking him about this thing. You have Ooh. more faith in people yeah, than me. Yeah, you do.
0: You do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that this is going to be the last we hear of it, but I do agree that it probably should be the last we hear of it unless there is like something that is a very obvious issue.
3: If it's not the last we hear of it, I'm taking two steps back from Monty the next time somebody asks him a question because (laughs) he's about to explode over this fucking thing. Well,
0: I will say this, though. It's either the last we're going to hear about it or the last time we're going to hear about it until the next time we see some perceived... You know, dispute or mm-hmm. argument on the sideline, and then then this whole thing is going to come right back again. And I mean, you got to expect that at, at this point now. Yeah.
2: Why do we Why do we act surprised though with the way Monty, not us, but other people, act so surprised to the way Monty is handling this? He wore a hat that said. Basically, this this edict, well done is better than well said. He doesn't give a crap about what's said in pleasantries. It's just get the job done. And I think that's what both these guys are going to try to do.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. We do have some breaking news. So you want to sure. deliver this one to yeah,
0: us? Yeah, so a couple tweets from Baxter Holmes and then one by Woj. Um, first, Robert Sarver has chosen an investment bank to manage the sale of the Phoenix Suns. Banking officials tell ESPN that they expect... The team will fetch a record price. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, in recent days, Suns Executive Vice President and CFO Jim Pittman relayed to the team to team employees that a fully executed sale of the team could take Six to nine months, team sources said, that timeline would stretch through the 2022-23 season, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then Woj kind of um, had a follow-up tweet. Gerald, I think you have that. Oh, yeah. It said it'll be the highest price
3: ever paid for an NBA team, one investment bank official tells Um, ESPN. So the Suns are
0: valuable. Shocker. (laughs) I I mean, we were were talking about how, you know, some people were speculating 2.5 or 3. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be more the 4.5 to 5 range. I think uh, I the Clippers sold for three point eight. I think Uh, two weren't they two point? I think the Clippers were two, but there was
3: another NBA. I think the Nets were evaluated at like three point something, but I think Barclays was included in Uh, that. Okay, so
0: Um, I mean that's 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 a lot of coin there. mm -hmm. That's a lot of coin, and and hey, as the price goes up, and we we had this conversation the other day because there's a couple prospects that that Espo um, hopes will will come to to fruition. Um, But my response to him was, the more that price drives up, the more these people will drop off uh, because, you know, you need a lot of uh, assets and you need a lot of coin to be able to afford an NBA franchise nowadays. And Jeff Bezos looking really, really good right about that. But
2: that's why I think it may not take (laughs) – and and, and Jim Pittman, uh, I know Jim. Like, I I get what he's – Saying and in in an usual typical scenario, that's the way a sale would take. But I mean, Jeff Bezos could come in and go, "Here's eight billion. Yeah. Let's get this over with," because that would mean yep. nothing to him, and it's done like that. I mean, yeah, and there's there's the paperwork, all that crap. But if somebody comes in and just says, "Enough with this. We're not going to nickel and dime this. We're just going to make an offer that uh, is well over value that nobody's going to." going to be able to match This could be done really quick. And the kind of people that are going to be bidding that have that kind of money, have the ego to just say, I don't care if you told me it was worth four, I'm going to give you, I'm going to bid six so I can have this team sooner rather than later. Yeah.
1: Uh, Brian wants to know how the GoFundMe is going Espo.
2: We are not at $4 billion. <laughs> we're, we're, we're close. We what about keep, my- <laughs> go to buythesons.com and keep putting that money in because we got a long, long way to go.
1: I just, I hope we can get there because I would love to own a team one day. It'll be, be, be so you. much fun. It'll oh. be pretty
2: cool. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>
1: well, while this process drags out, and um, if you guys are also concerned about the process of the whole D.A. Money thing dragging out, highly recommend you stock up on some OGs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm the right one to be talking about OG <laughs> after the debacle that was yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm just going to maybe stick to the script today so <laughs> I don't accidentally say something really embarrassing. But I do want to remind you guys that OGs has just launched their brand new sleep edition gummy. And you won't want to sleep <laughs> on these. Yes, you heard us right. OGs is now Flavoring Dreams. With a two to one THC. I we CVN need the 10 OGs commandments. <laughs>
0: now shalt not mention upwards that, that helps
1: specifically with Don't falling asleep and staying asleep. And these Sleep Edition gummies are in their new aqua berry flavor. They're very delightful. We highly recommend you check out OGs (laughs) online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. As Max, our... uh partnership guys. Max is Lily in the background looks so disappointed.
2: Like I'm like, very aggressive. I want to know the emails and calls you got from OGs yesterday. That <laughs> Lindsay Smith is a loose cannon. We cannot have her do our ads anymore. Please, please make sure she sticks to the script. I'm just standing by to jump in with a disclaimer at any
3: time.
0: I, I'm not our legal guy. Please don't make me be that guy.
1: Uh, so yeah, there you go. That's your OG's ad read. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay, you guys tell me. We have three topics that we mm-hmm. had planned to get into sure. for the rest mm-hmm. of the show. Are we just going to do them all? We
0: can yeah, sit through. Sit through. Right, we got time. Fire. Okay. We have nobody coming in after us.
1: So we all saw the news a few days ago that Miami Heat guard Tyler Hero agreed to a four-year, $130 million contract extension. The question I have is, how do you think or do you think that this could affect... Cam Johnson's impending extension.
2: Oh, you damn right! His agents saw that and went, maybe it's time to ask for a little bit more. I, uh, I, I, that it always impacts the market. We saw that, and I know it's a trade rather than free agency, but we saw it with the Rudy Gobert trade, where that like screwed with the trade market for a while because people overvalued things. Well, if an agent sees the kind of contract that Tyler Hero signed, yeah, I, I think I think that may. Make things go a little bit longer than than we had
0: hoped. Can't be getting that much. No, no, I agree, but, with no,
2: but they may go. We want ten million more than we were asking, or five million more based on what the market set for a player.
3: Now, yeah, it might impact it a little bit, but I don't. I just think the heat are way higher on Tyler Hero, and irrationally so because if you looked at the responses to that news being reported, it was very much why the hell are they giving him that much money. I don't I don't know if that'll affect it as much. I cuz Cam like we've been saying, Cam in like the 70 to 80 million dollar range over 4 years is probably what makes sense, what it's going to be. I I don't see him getting what Mikael Bridges got and I don't there's no way that it'll even come close to this. I I do I see your point that it could inflate it a little bit, but I just I just think there are different standards for where the suns view cam johnson as opposed to the unrealistic expectations <laughs> miami has for him. Well, well if
2: the if cam's group is sitting at 80 and the suns were sitting at 70 it's 75 be, yeah that probably just entrenches them more right. at 80 because for sure look at that yeah it, you know, no, so. I, I
3: agree with that
1: i also think that um if you look at james jones track record with these type of situations he doesn't He's not inclined to overpay just for the sake <laughs> of overpaying. Was that he's...
0: him or was that the guy holding the purse strings? We don't know. <laughs> Have you <laughs> seen Landry Shamet of late? <laughs> <Stop>.
1: that, but <laughs> Landry <laughs> Shamet is a good contract in the sense Our of the tradability. 39.999999 <laughs> thousand NBA dollars
3: salary.
2: worth. Average NBA <laughs> salary. <laughs> you could argue they overpaid campaign, even though that's a good, looked yeah. like a good guy. Yeah, we <laughs> thought that was a steal and that wound up he's being. He had
0: a good game in the Suns uniform. Oh, man. <laughs> Hey. (laughs) Hi, Landry. God. Can't wait to have him in
3: studio. One I really day. hope
0: he never watches our show. He's never going to answer any of my questions just by association. I will, I, I will say this. I will say, Landry, if you're out there and you're listening to the show, uh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> also, uh, if you ever want to come in the studio, I will, oh exu- my God. I will I will excuse myself <laughs> for the show uh, so you can have my seat and you won't have to worry about he me. He said, uh,
1: don't worry. I won't be here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How soon do you think we might see a cam deal get done do you anticipate it being before the season starts or do you think the whole shenanigans behind the scenes with the da's not getting a
0: deal anytime soon so there's not did i say da no no no. i'm just saying like oh so we can't use that so so james can't be like da here's my offer no okay i'm gonna give this much money to this guy see because cam could use that as (laughs) leverage see see, see where i went with that yeah uh i i don't I don't. It doesn't feel like anything's going to get done, but who knows?
3: I think it's going to probably come down to the wire. We saw it with Landry, McHale, and Da last year. That McHale's was like the week of the deadline. Uh, Landry was like the a couple hours before, and Da obviously didn't get done in time. So I think it'll probably come down to that last week. Teams aren't in a rush to do this. They want to see how preseason plays out. Probably to, you know, get the scoop from training camp how he's doing with that starting role. I think that'll all factor in here.
0: If if Landry Shamit does drop a forty burger this year, hell, you know what? I'll what give are you, you doing? I will give you thirty. I will give you thirty. Okay. And the chat can decide what I have to do the next show.
1: Okay. <laughs> are there that's any? Are there yeah, any tough. rules? <laughs> no. He Is said anything they can off the table? Because we already have tattoos <laughs> thrown
0: out. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going to deface my body. Okay. And I'm not going to. Um, put myself in legal trouble. Okay. Those are the two things. Those are good qualifiers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz there's so, like, oh you got to run putting, naked around the fucking block. I'm no, I've my I'm lawyer brain that. for you right now. I'm trying to think of any other does Good, good hair, coverage.
1: Like does hair count?
0: Sure okay huh? would you, would you Landry Shammy if you are watching one, this video I swear on. to god if you don't get 30 points this year you're gonna lose game one. listen first of all if Landry came out and dropped 30 in game one I will hate him more than ever before because he had it in him the whole time oh but holding man. out for this stupid shit
1: oh, oh my, my god, god. He had Landry a tw- I am your biggest I, fan right sorry, now I'm I'm not
0: hopefully. eating a caroling <laughs> So oh, you got to make these rules a little he, like clear. So in his yeah. last game
3: of the season, last regular season game, he had a twenty-seven point game. <laughs> oh, so I'm
0: just, we are so. I'm close. just saying, it's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: <laughs> oh my God, this has to happen.
0: It would be like the last game of the season. It was. It. <laughs> you know what? No, 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 we're gonna make it forty. We're gonna make it. 40. Uh, no. no, no, we, uh, we got uh, to Gerald "No, we got going to 40. Okay, hold on. 40. You Burger.
1: started at 40, you went to 30, cut it in half, meet in the middle, 35. Okay, 30,
0: okay 35. 35. I, will, I will
1: give you 35. 30. Mark it down, 35.
0: Emma. We need Hello. this proof. 35. I'm not defacing my body, so I'm not getting a Brazilian butt lift, okay? <laughs> Sorry. You don't need it, Bookman. Thank you. you I got, got a nice butt. I'm going
1: <laughs> Alright, Gerald, you wrote a new piece over at GoPHnext.com about mm-hmm. how Jocelyn Dale is shaping up to land the Sun's backup center job. Without giving away all the goodies inside of that article, which you should all go read over at gophnext.com, give us the cliff notes of why you think this might be the case.
3: Yeah, it's just kind of been something we've noticed over the last week, the way that guys have been talking about Landale, their chemistry with him, both on and off the court, how quickly he's fit in here. Um, you know, Landale has been talking about, I have more open space with this team than I've ever had in my basketball career, just reading off of where Book and CP and some of these other guys are going to be, it really makes my job easy. Um, And we saw it in the preseason game. He was the first big off the bench. Uh, Biombo only played three minutes. Scharch didn't play at all. I think that might just be in Scharch's case. They're waiting to ramp up his minutes a little bit because he's still coming back. Um, But, yeah, I I do think Landale, the way that Monty's talked about him, all these guys – It seems like he's the favorite to be the backup center right now. And he had a lot of good things to say about how he's been fitting in and his chemistry with the guys and all that basketball stuff. So if you want to go read the article, go to gophnx.com. I like his
2: energy. I like his his ability on the offensive boards. I think that brings something different. I mean, really, it comes down to him and Dario, but we heard Monty saying – Dario is gonna have a, a bit of a different role this year I wonder if he was hinting at power forward backup power forward more than mm-hmm. uh, more than anything and that that Jock hasn't pressed enough where he slides into that that backup center spot
3: yeah that's the other part of it is Monty has talked about playing Sarge as a four so if he's doing that that means he wants to carve out minutes for jock and um Yeah. So I think it's going to be, he also mentioned one thing today in practice about campaign only having rim rolling bigs last year and how much having Sharich and Kaminsky as these floor spacing pick and pop bigs opened up driving lanes for Payne. So I think that's important to them to have another five who can do that. Um, And maybe at this point in the process, Landale is just showing more ability to do that right now than Sharich can.
1: All right, so we've got a couple ways for you guys to win some free stuff here. So we're going to round out the show by telling you all about these possibilities for you to to snag some free things. First and foremost, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Do you guys have a pick of the week that could potentially – help new customers on the DraftKings Sportsbook app win these $200 in free bets?
2: I'm Take the Cardinals to win this weekend.
0: Yeah, to that's win exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. They're a plus 200. They're a five-and-a-half-point uh, underdog. Um, I'm actually going to go uh, with a parlay um, and pick uh, not only the Cardinals, but I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers to upset the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions to beat the Patriots as well. Okay.
2: Okay. Is Detroit a, an upset at this point, though, with how bad the Patriots look, and they're
0: playing like a six-string quarterback? I mean, the Patriots lost an overtime to the Packers in Green Bay. How's that bad? Yeah, but I, I just, I don't think they, I, their,
2: their lineup doesn't look as impressive as. I mean, uh, they're still a good team, though. All right, I'll give you that.
1: Wait, why did we say in the chat Esposito supposed to, ask to eat any food of Saul's choosing on this show?
2: Because of Southwest Bias.
0: That, w- that was
1: supposed to happen on yeah, this it show? it still
0: hasn't. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, there's been a lot of bets on this Southwest Bias show that have not come to fruition. We probably need to do that. Let's I have to wear I have to wear, it. It. I have to wear a Sun Devil shirt on you this did, show, too. You did, though. You wore, I the wore the Josh a Josh Stone, Stone shirt, and apparently counts. that doesn't count.
2: You tried to pay it up. I mean, that's...
0: I the so. uh-huh. <laughs> I, really, yeah. I mean, Sean, Sean is back count. there, says it doesn't count. He's the one that I had to battle. Um, so I guess uh, I'm going to have to wear a different shirt. It's fine mm. because Can it's going to come back Friday? around. And Sean will have to wear something fucking awful when I beat his ass the next time.
1: Can we do this on Friday? Sure. You pay your bets and then you, S-O, you pay your bets?
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Do a little fun Friday? Fun. Sure. Yeah, Friday sure. Friday I love fun. this. Sure. Okay, let's, let's make this actually happen. But that was your DraftKings Pick of the Week. It's a chance for you guys to win some free cash from them over there, not only in the free bets, but also if you take Saul's advice, you might just win some cold, hard cash in general. Um, to make things even sweeter, they the DraftKey Sportsbook app allows you to throw down on their stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. So it's really simple. Just head on over to uh, the DraftKey Sportsbook app, download it, use the promo code PHNX. Again, that's promo code PHNX. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, the next thing that you guys could potentially win. We saw a tweet today from Katie. I, I'm sorry if I butchered the last name. Heindel? Hindle. I think is what we're going to go with. Mm-hmm. She's at WTEVS. And what she is a writer for Slam and... Uh, Dime, Dime right? <clears throat> Dime, up rocks a whole bunch of them. And she said, wish I could tell you which NBA athlete just ended our interview challenging CP3 and book to a heated bowling match. But alas, you'll have to wait. Mm. So we shared this on our Twitter at phnx underscore signs. And we're going to give a free phnx shirt to whoever can first correctly guess who this player is. So obviously it's kind of a little bit of a waiting game because we got to wait for her to share (laughs) who actually said this or put this challenge out there. But if you have not already, go chime in on Twitter and let us know who you think this is. Who do you guys think it is?
2: I think it's Kawhi. Mm, Could be Kawhi. It just seems seems odd enough to be Kawhi Leonard.
1: Really? Yes. I mean, that would be hilarious.
0: Brian Mm. says it's Pat Bev.
1: I could see that, too.
2: I think Pat Bev wouldn't would one want bowling. I, bowling doesn't strike me as Pat Bev.
1: I think Pat Bev would make a competition out of whatever.
3: <laughs> I like most Bo-
1: athletes. I feel like would.
3: I like Boban. Boban be <laughs> <Beaubon so much laughs> challenging them to bowling. I don't know. I didn't see her at Suns practice today, so I'm wondering maybe it's a former Suns player from like a recent. Team? I don't think it's a Suns no,
0: player. I think saying, it's
1: somebody yeah. else in the NBA.
0: You know what we need to do? We need I'm to find her JaVale. Instagram. JaVale. We need to see her stories and see where she's at today. <clears throat> I'm, I'm guessing if she's posted.
3: I'm guessing it's JaVale McGee. That's going to be my guess. JaVale McGee. <laughs> it's Luca. <laughs>
1: <laughs> somebody quote tweeted. I don't remember the name of the person, so sorry. But somebody quote tweeted her tweet and said that when they were looking up to try and figure out who around the NBA was an avid bowler. Mm. Apparently Chris Paul is.
0: That's why they. I have no why, idea. That's why he got challenged. No, I knew he was. I just didn't know. I didn't know Devin Booker was. It, did it say player or yeah. NBA? Yeah, like NBA well, NBA
1: athlete. So I would okay. guess yeah. player. Yeah. So you. So you're going with.
0: I'm gonna say Javale. JaVale. Saul. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Dame. Okay, okay. Oh, that's, a, that's good a good one. I'll stick with Kawhi.
1: Okay, okay I'm gonna go. P.J. Tucker. Okay. I don't know why he would be in an interview with them, no, but PJ seems like I mean, he's, he might be fun. PJ wouldn't be
2: caught dead in bowling shoes.
1: <laughs> well, he would have his own custom bowling shoes. Yeah. Th- that could be <laughs>
3: true. He just wants to show off that custom that be, that could be true. the new kicks.
1: I don't know. So those are the four that we're going to go with. Again, if you guys want to potentially win a shirt... And let us know your thoughts. Head on over to our Twitter at phnx. Do you thoughts. have something to add, Emma? I just looked at her
3: Instagram stories and there's nothing of her anywhere other than her house five hours ago.
0: Okay. Does it give a
1: location of where she lives?
2: <laughs> this is getting no, creepy. We can
1: do some research. Sleuths be sleuthin'.
3: <laughs>
2: her home address is uh, right right near this arena Five, 10
3: minutes I'll
0: track my IP address <laughs> oh my god We're hackers back. are on it let's go
1: um, alright well thank you guys for joining us today we appreciate you glad you guys could get a little bit of Saul and Espo shenanigans <coughs> to start the season off strong we will see you tomorrow we all, we
0: all brought shenanigans today <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it's mostly
0: the two of you. It's always mostly the two of us. Gerald uh-huh. was involved. Also, uh, Emma, scroll back up to that rude guy in the in the comments who oh, was no. like, "You, you're an idiot. Luca's a point guard. Uh, there's a proper discourse here, and you're not following it, so you're an idiot." <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs>
3: Ending the show with positivity, <laughs> yeah. Suck it, guy. Okay, I have one final
1: thing. Oh, because I was scrolling up through the, the chats too. But uh-huh. wait,
0: there's more. Brian
1: said, Can someone please explain to me the bee chugging debacle involving <laughs> think... someone named Josh? I've heard it referenced on multiple PhDs. Okay, internet. I
2: think he's meant beer chugging, and I'm mm. guessing he means Johnny who held a oh, here. God oh uh, <laughs> he, yeah, he, he, uh, he held his beer like this last year was he held his hand under his uh under his can and yeah, it, uh, was it, was, it was dainty okay. we actually
0: have a shirt that was made out of it too <laughs> Do we really? Cheers!ton has one uh, that's, that's hilarious.
1: hilarious bless his heart yeah so that's it i think it's on our instagram page somewhere mm-hmm. it's definitely oh, on here's our the TikTok. photo
0: right here there <laughs> oh, it is there it, There's it is the that's what happened that's all his the... beer chugging glory i did not think we were gonna get some johnny shade <laughs> today on this show cashing some strays uh-huh. i love it <laughs> that's tough johnny
1: absolutely amazing okay we're gonna go now you can follow me on twitter at lindsay smith az you can follow saul at saul underscore bookman you can follow gerald at gerald borgay and of course you can follow espo at espo espo take us home
2: if you ever do anything and they would try to find you, Emma's on the case. Watch out. Ahoy, hoy.
0: Never let go. though. Lindsey Gerald, Espo. Saw past the ball. We hit it, turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team moved like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it.